Psalms chapter 65, praise waiteth for thee, O God, in Zion, and unto thee shall the vow be performed. O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Iniquities prevail against me, as for our transgressions, thou shalt purge them away. Blessed is the man. Everybody say, blessed is the man. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of thy holy temple. Amen. I want to preach tonight, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Let's lift up our hands and pray that the Lord would speak to us tonight. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this great people. I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your spirit. I pray that you would anoint my lips to preach your anointed word, oh God. God, let me find the vein tonight, Lord. Let me find the flow in the spirit, God, one more time. Oh, let me help you, people, oh God. Oh, how we need thee, Lord. Come on, join up with somebody beside you if it's appropriate. Let's pray for just a few moments. tonight is there not a cause it's a phrase found in the scripture spoken by David as a child as a young man as he appears at the battlefront to deliver goods from his father to his brethren that are in the army of Saul and as he begins to inquire after hearing about or hearing Goliath give his spiel against God he begins to inquire why why is this man allowed to say these things and One of his elder brothers comes to him and he rebukes him. He says, I know, I know you're just here to see what's going on on the battlefront. I know the naughtiness of your heart. Amen. And David turns and responds to his brother, his elder brother. And he says, is there not a cause or is there not a reason? Is there not a purpose that I am here and that? That all these things are happening and we know the story. He goes on to become David, the slayer of Goliath. Amen. And they would sing the songs that Saul hath killed his thousands, but David his ten thousands. Amen. And so that he, he, he uses that phrase, though, is there not a cause? And it's such a powerful statement in that we have to understand that there is a cause to everything that is happening in our lives and in our worlds. Amen. Nothing in the kingdom of God and in his children is happenstance or or just, you know, the, the, the stars didn't just happen to align in a certain way and so things come to pass. No, but God was writing it from the end, from the beginning, and, and he knew everything that was going to happen. And so... Oh, and so in in every season and in every situation, there is cause. Amen. 
Amen. God does not do anything just by chance. And so David would pen the words. Praise waiteth for thee, O God, in Zion, and unto thee shall the vow be performed. O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, thou shalt purge them away. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest. Amen. Blessed is the man that is chosen by God. And causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. There's that word cause again in a different form. Causest to approach unto thee. And so I I referenced this scripture when I was preaching weeks ago. And and I think I misquoted it actually. I think I said whom the Lord loveth. But it says who who he chooses and, and causes to approach unto him. Amen. And so what we understand is that God, he, he searches the hearts and the minds and, and he picks people and he chooses them. And, and I'll just go ahead and tell you, if you're in this house tonight under the sound of my voice or, or under the leadership of our pastor, or even if you're joined in online tonight, you're, you're not here by accident. Amen. There's, there's a purpose in everything that God is doing. And, and don't let the devil lie to you. That, that, oh, God, help me to preach this tonight, Lord. Amen. If, if, if the devil can ever convince you that where you're at and, and what God is doing in your life or, or what's happening in your world is causeless and is purposeless and, and, and there's, no, there's no choosing about it, then you'll, you'll throw everything that God is doing out the window. But if you understand, I am where I am today because God chose me. He called me. He planted me. Amen. God help me. Amen. Amen. He, 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 he chooses. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee. Amen. The, the essence, the idea, the, the purpose of having been chosen is that you would approach unto God. Amen. He, he, didn't, he didn't call you to bless you with the biggest house or the nicest car or the most money or whatever. And, and, and all those things come in. Amen. He chose you that you would approach unto him. Amen. He chose you to be in relationship with you. He chose you that, that there could be an intimacy between a creator and the pinnacle of his creation. Amen. You are are unique and you are a peculiar treasure unto God. Amen. And he chose you. He wants you to be close to him. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And too many times we miss, we miss that, that the purpose of our choosing and our calling is that we would approach unto God. Amen. And so... So he calls us, and, and we come, we sit on the pew, we pay our tithes, and, and we amen the preacher, and we want God, we want God to bless our finances, and we want God to, to bless our marriage, and we want Him to bless our family, and we want Him to bless our health, amen. But, but we miss, we miss the reason we're even here, is to approach unto God. Amen. And so I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be offensive to you, because I'm, I'm just like you are. And so I'm not knocking you. Amen. I'm just preaching to all of us. 
We're so dense that, that we, we miss the whole point of being chosen. And, and we're just kind of outliers. Well, you know, I'll, I'll go to three services a week and I may grace them with my presence at one Monday night prayer meeting a month. Amen. When in reality, God didn't call you for the sake of us or for the sake of the body. He called you for the sake of approach unto Him. Amen. And so, I, because we miss that this is, this is the purpose for being chosen is that we would approach. Then God has to cause us to approach. Amen. And cause takes many different forms in many different lives. Amen. But there is always a cause of approach. I, I was praying years ago. There was a man that came to this church. A good, good guy. And I mean, he loved the church. He loved the people. He loved his pastor. And he always had money trouble. Always. And he would, he would ask me to help him pray. And, and he would talk about it. And he just couldn't get out of these money problems that he had. And so I, one day I was driving down the road down Central Avenue, and I was right down in front of Walmart on Central. And as I was driving, I was praying. I said, God, I mean, all these things are happening, and, and he's such a good guy. Why can he not break through in his finances? And I'm telling you as clear as the day I was driving on. The Lord spoke to me and said if he didn't have to pray about his money, he wouldn't pray. What is that? That's the cause. Oh, Jesus, help us. Oh, gee, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house right now. Amen. Amen. I, I, I want to help some people tonight. God did not intend for you to come into this place and always struggle. Always struggle in your money. Always struggle in your marriage. Always struggle in your family. Always struggle in your finances. He didn't intend for you to always struggle with sin. But the problem is that he chose you to approach unto him. And somewhere along the way, we allowed the, God help us. We allowed the purpose of approach to be lost. And so God can't just choose us and we approach. But he has to choose us and then cause us to approach. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. If, if, if we pass the mic around tonight, there's so many people here that the thing that brought you to this house, the thing that got you to this altar was probably the worst thing you've ever walked through in your life. But you have to understand there was a cause. There was a cause that got you to this altar. There was a cause that made you approach under God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm sure when that whale swallowed Jonah, he didn't feel like it was a blessing. But it was the cause of obedience in his life. You've got to understand God loves you so much. He'll do whatever it takes to bring you into his presence. Yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God help us today. Amen. I've, I've watched people walk through trials. And, and so many times God starts squeezing people's money. Amen. How many times have you seen it when God starts squeezing people's money? Amen. We're American. We run off of money. Amen. And so, so when, when the approach gets lost, 
A lot of times the first cause, God starts squeezing that bank account. Boy, because it's easier to pray when you're broke than it is when you're <laughs> Amen. I don't know about praying when you're rich, but I sure know about praying when you're broke. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But I, I, I've watched people, they get, into, they get into trouble. There's people, they get into trouble with the law. And boy, it's easy for them to come to the altar. Oh, Jesus. You, you, you let their money get tied up and it's easy for them to come to an altar. Amen. You, you, God, help me to preach this right now. Amen. I, I, I don't want to be mean. I want to help somebody tonight. But there's people in this church, and you, you know it as well as I know it. There's people that when you see their name on that screen and they've come to pray during the day, you know that something's going wrong in their life. Amen. And I don't believe it was the will of God for, for His people to be like that. I, I believe that it's the will of God for choosing to be enough of a cause for us to approach. What if, what if we could grow to the extent where, God, you don't have to make me sick. God, you don't have to put tension in my family for me to make my way to an altar. God, help us tonight, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So many people, they're chosen by God. They're drawn into this place. Amen. They're planted in the church, as Brother Robert Robertson said this morning so beautifully. They're planted here. Amen. But, but they misapproach. The whole purpose of you being here is that you would be closer to God and, and grow closer to God every single day. Amen. It's not just a one and done prayer thing. It's an everyday prayer thing. God, help us. Amen. It's praying on the bad days. And it's praying on the good days. It's praying when you don't have any money. And it's praying when you got more money. You know what to do. God help us today. Amen. And so, so I, I, like I said, we could pass the mic around. There's, there's people. Worst trials of your life are what brought you to this place. Amen. It was the cause. It was the cause of your approach unto God. Which was the end result all along. God just wanted you in His presence. The Bible says that He, he called twelve. Amen. And they came unto Him. And He ordained them to be with Him. Amen. He ordained them to be with Him. And that He might send them forth to preach. Everybody say might. Amen. You know what that tells me? Being with Him is more important to Him than any purpose you may fulfill in the kingdom of God. Oh, God, help us. Well, are you an ordained minister? I'll tell you what I'm ordained to do. I'm ordained to be with Him. I might preach. I might not preach. But I'm ordained to be with him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. God. And when you understand the order of purpose, you're chosen, you're called for approach. Amen. You're chosen and you're called to come into his presence. And there's nothing more, there's nothing more valuable to God than for you to be in his presence. There's nothing more valuable 
to your Savior than for you to spend time in his presence. Amen. You can never preach a, a beautiful enough message to impress God more than you just dedicating time in your day to come spend with him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, help us. You can never write a big enough check to the church to impress God more than just taking your time and finding your way to an altar. He did not choose you for service. He chose you for relationship. Amen. This is why the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all. Everybody say all. Not some of these things. Not a few of these things. Not most of these things. All these things. All these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. Where does it start? It starts with God. I'm chasing your kingdom. Amen. Can can I just, can can I simplify this just a little bit? He said the kingdom of God is not some external kingdom. They they were looking for him to set up a palace and a throne. He said the kingdom of God is within you. You know what that is? That's the Holy Ghost. So when he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that you come and you search until you find that flow of the Holy Ghost. And then that spirit begins to lead you into all truth. And now you're not just seeking the spirit, but you're seeking righteousness. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden you start looking around. And my lands, I ain't even been praying about my money. And my money's being blessed. I've not even been praying about my family. And my family's being blessed. Hallelujah. 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 It's the cause of approach. Amen. So many people, they come in. I want to help somebody tonight. You come in and you don't figure out approach. And so God starts inflicting cause. You, let, 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 me, let me tell you something. You think you're exempt from this. In the book of Hebrews, speaking of Jesus. It said, though he were a son, yet he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Because the day you got the Holy Ghost, maybe you didn't get the revelation, I need to pray every day. But the day you got diagnosed with cancer, all of a sudden it was like, maybe I should be praying every day. It's cause. It's cause. And no matter how terrible the cause feels, it's a blessing when it accomplishes the purpose. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, help us. 
name of Jesus. And so there's people, they come into the apostolic church. They repent of their sins. They're baptized in the name of Jesus. They're filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Maybe they attend church faithfully. Maybe they don't. The Bible still says to, you're supposed to be here when the church doors are open. Amen. Amen. Maybe they get it. Maybe they don't. But the cause. In the name of Jesus. The purpose is approach. When God filled you with the Holy Ghost, He didn't just want to see you on Sunday morning and Sunday night. Do you know we are the bride of Christ? Amen. Who gets married and only wants to see their wife twice a week? Amen. I'll tell you who doesn't. Jesus doesn't. He said, I, I, I called you, I called you and I ordained you because I wanted you to be with me. Yeah. Amen. And so people miss it. They, they miss, they miss approach. They miss that the, I, I've been chosen so that tomorrow morning when I wake up, I'll go see Jesus again. That's the reason he did this. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't because I was so good he wanted his Holy Spirit to live within me. It wasn't because I had it so together he needed me in his service. It wasn't because I had so many talents he needed me in his kingdom to help. No, he chose you so that he could spend time with you. In the name of Jesus. And and so when we miss it, when we miss that purpose, when we miss that approach, he starts inflicting cause. Amen. And so your money starts going bad. And all of a sudden you have a reason to pray. So you come pray. And he fixes your money. And maybe you don't get it. So you quit praying. And your money goes bad again. And so you start praying. And your money gets better. And you forget to pray. And your money goes bad again. Amen. This may sound redundant to you. I, I only pastored for three years, and, and, and I've been here for ten years. But I've seen it more than the times that I've said it in this message, I promise. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And, and then people get discouraged. I just, I just don't know why I can't break out of this cycle. The devil is just... The, is it the devil? Or is it the mercy of a Savior? God, help me right now. Come on, is, is, it, is it really that God hates you and so he won't bless your finances? Or is it that he loves you so much he knows the only time he gets to see you is when you don't have money? Oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does God really disdain you so much that he wants you to be sick in your body? Or does he understand the only time they're going to come pray is when they're dealing with Come on, I want to help the church tonight. It's time for us to grow out of some things that God never intended for us to stay in. I'm telling you, he did not intend for the cause to be bad things. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord right now. He never intended for the perpetual cause for you to pray to be something bad in your life. He did 
not say, I have come that I can afflict you over and over so that you'll be with me. He said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have life more abundantly. He intended for your life to be full of good things. Amen. I was praying tonight for service. I was praying. And I was praying, God, God, release these things. Release them. Whatever it is, whatever the cause is for you. And, and, and I know that it hurts, but maybe it brings you to a good place. God, if we could grow to the extent that we could understand just the fact that I'm chosen is enough of a cause for me to find my way to an altar every single day. Hallelujah. God, oh God, oh God. Come on, I wonder how blessed this church would be if it didn't take financial problems or family problems or health problems for you to pray. But you could say, God, you chose me. You called me. You want me to approach you. So God, tomorrow, I'm going to come boldly before the throne of grace. the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus and so I prayed God release release these causes every 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 sickness God every family struggle God every marriage problem God every financial struggle God release it hallelujah And the Lord said, what then would be the cause? Come on, church. I feel like God wants to call us to a higher level tonight. Come on, I feel like God wants us to mature spiritually tonight. That He doesn't constantly have to take us through a furnace of affliction. Hallelujah. He doesn't constantly have to inflict cause, but he can just he can just choose and call. The psalmist went on to say that we would be satisfied in the habitation. Come on, it don't have to be anything going wrong in my life. It's that I love being in the house of God. intend to preach much longer but I, I just want to get this into your spirit tonight amen he said that we that he may dwell in thy courts we shall be satisfied with the goodness of the house even of thy holy temple why are you going to pray today oh because I find satisfaction in the house of God. Hallelujah. Come on, why are you going to why are you signing in today? Well, it ain't because my money's bad. It ain't because my marriage is bad. It ain't because my health is bad. It's because my God is good. His house is good. Oh, 
Amen. And I, I know, I know I'm preaching to the choir right now. This is a praying church. Amen. But there's people that haven't caught the vision yet. Amen. There's people that, that, that you just, you, maybe you're, you're, a little, you're a little here and a little there and you come pray sometimes and you don't come pray sometimes. Amen. I just want to encourage you to get consistent in the house of God. Amen. Get consistent. Well, I'm not called to preach like Brother Moats is, so I don't have to pray like he does. Let me tell you something. We were called to be with him, and maybe we preach. myself when I come to pray. Darren, why are you here right now? Amen. What's your cause for being here today? Amen. Because I, I, I don't ever want to miss it. I, I don't want to get caught up in praying just when things aren't going right or because there's a struggle. I sure don't want to get caught up in praying because I have to preach. Amen. 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 He didn't ordain them to preach and then Oh, they might, they might be with me. They might not. No. He ordained them to be with Him. They might preach. They might not. God, amen. Oh, God. If we could get this in our spirit. Amen. Especially. Especially. God, help me right now. Oh, God. In the name of Jesus. I, I don't, I don't want to be offensive to anyone. But I'm telling you, if, if the men and women in this church that feel a call on their life, especially a call to preach, if we could come to the point where God, if you never give me a microphone again, I'm still going to be on that altar praying. for being personal and, and, and I don't even know if this, if this will connect with you but I just keep feeling it one of the greatest struggles probably of my life has happened this year and it was going from, from pastoring and feeling like God was pulling me out and I was wondering where my place was going to be and, and I mean I'm telling you I, I know how it feels as a preacher to go from preaching three times a week to wondering if you're even going to preach anymore I understand the, the uncertainty of that but I had to find a place in prayer where I said God if I never preach again I'm satisfied with your house. I feel a Holy Ghost boldness right now coming over me. I'm telling you, there's people in this house you want to be used of God. I'll tell you the most useful thing you can do for God is find yourself a place of prayer every... The Holy Ghost is going to help somebody tonight in this house. Amen. You're talented. 
You have abilities. You can play. You can sing. You can teach. You're smart. You know the word. You can do any number of things. But I'll tell you, God didn't call you for what you can do other than to spend time in his presence. There was a lot of prophets in the Bible, but there's only one, only one that it said in the Old Testament that not a single word that he spoke fell to the ground, and it was Samuel. And I want to tell you something. Samuel didn't live in the world and just visit the temple. Samuel lived in the temple. Come on, if you want your purpose, if you want your calling, if you want to be effective in the kingdom of God, find yourself a place in the house of God. There's so many talented people in the apostolic ranks. They can play, they can sing, they can teach, they can do any number of things. They can run businesses, they can make money. And I've seen those talents and capabilities fall flat time and time again because somewhere they miss getting on an altar. inflicts cause you say okay well I just things ain't going quite right in my family so I don't think I'm going to sing anymore man come on come on when God starts inflicting that pressure Don't let it make you hard. Hallelujah. Is there not a cause? Come on. Do do you think that God just turned his head sometime? He forgot you were there and so everything went haywire. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Do you think it's accident? And so you're just going to wait God out? Well, until things get better, I'm just going to sit here. Well, you'll sit there until you rot. Amen. 
Amen. What did he do in the Old Testament? They started sinning. He said, I'm going to send armies against you. I'm going to send famine. I'm going to send drought. I'm going to send locusts. I'm going to send caterpillars. Amen. He said, you're going to be the most impoverished thing that ever existed. Sinners are going to walk by and they're going to hiss at you. Amen. But it, it wasn't for no reason. There was a cause. What was the cause? To draw them to repentance. To draw them back into His presence. Amen. And what did He say when they finally got it? He said, I will restore the years. What is that? Honey, everything that I've inflicted, I'm going to restore when you get it. Hallelujah. Sister Borner, did you do attendance tonight? How many people are here right now? Name of Jesus. 150 on the money. Amen. What if 150 people showed up to pray tomorrow? Amen. Because they understood. God chose me for one purpose. Many years ago, I asked my dad. I said, how often do you have to counsel people that pray at least one hour a day? And he said, hardly ever. Amen. What do you have to counsel about? Things that are going wrong? Amen. You don't, I mean, it's rare that you, I mean, you may ask about a business idea or whatever it is. Good thing, testify. Usually counseling about problems. How often do you have to do that with people that approach? Not very often. What does that tell us? <laughs> that tells us that the people who approach, they either don't have as many problems, or they believe that God can fix them. God help us. Amen. I believe. I'm, I'm, I'm literally five minutes from being done preaching. I believe that there are things people are walking through tonight in this house. They are trials. They are tribulations. They are things that have literally worn and broken you down. And you cannot for the life of you figure out why they keep on and keep on and keep on. And I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost gave me a word for you tonight. And it's this. God has given you a cause of approach. Amen. And you know what that tells me? That tells me that if you will approach without that cause, that he can release that cause. I'm going to preach faith to you for five minutes. Hallelujah.
your marriage? God, I'll be and make a commitment. God, I'll be here an hour. I'm telling you, you can make deals with God. Amen. Brother Holland preached Monday night. His wife sang, and many of you may not know this story. You can be sitting for a moment. When she was a teenager, she became deathly ill. They, in the hospital, they did not think that she was going to make it. And her dad, just a man in the church, not a preacher, not, just, a, just a faithful saint of God. Hallelujah. He told the Lord, he said, God, if you will heal my baby girl, I will be at the church every single morning at 5 o'clock. And God raised her out of that hospital until the day he died, 5 o'clock in the morning, his name was on. I'm telling you, God is one to release some pressures in your life that he's put there to cause you to approach. But if you can learn, God, I'll be there without the pressure. I'll be there because you chose me. I'll be there because I'm happy with your house. Come on, stand together, everybody in the house. Jesus. There's a scripture in the Old Testament. I believe it's in the book of Judges, right around the end of Joshua, the book of Judges. The Bible says, God speaking to the people of Israel. He said, I'm going to leave enemies around the land so that the generations that did not know these wars, the generations to come that that weren't a part of Jericho and weren't a part of AI and weren't a part of all this conquest. I'm going to leave enemies so that they can learn to fight. And Israel had enemies from the time of Moses all the way through Saul until the time of David. By the time of Solomon, we find a scripture. And it said, and Solomon had rest from all his enemies. It started with the reign of David. Is it coincidence? Just tell me. Ponder me this. Is it coincidence that God said, I'm going to leave enemies so that you can learn to fight? And David went into a prayer meeting and he said, God, teach my hands to war. So that a bow of steel is broken in mine arms. What is this? God left a cause for hundreds of years. And finally, one day a man got a revelation. 
He said, God, why don't you teach me how to war? So that my enemies don't have to. And you know what? The enemies that afflicted Saul so badly, afflicted the Israelites so badly, they were sending David gifts. Imagine if God could teach you to war so that your enemies could teach you how to receive gifts. What if God could teach you to pray so that trials didn't have to? What if God could teach us to fast so that health issues didn't have to? Hallelujah. Let's pray together, everybody in the house. on the Holy Ghost is speaking to people right now there can be a change of cause in your world right now there can be a change of cause in you right now God the thing that has drove me to your altar for years and years and years it can change tonight to God right now if you're tired of going through the same old mess come on it was a blessing that it brought you here but God didn't intend for that same thing to have to keep you here come on he wants his people to grow he wants his people to mature Come on, come on, work through it in your spirit. What's going to cause me to pray tomorrow if God releases this struggle tonight? What's going to cause me to fast tomorrow if God releases this trial tonight? Come on, what's going to be the cause? There's going to be a cause.